Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. You can also listen to episodes on our church YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And uh, Pastor Margaret, if you'd like to introduce our guests and our topic for today. Sure, sure. Um, hey, it is my pleasure um, to be sitting at the table today with some friends and folks that are passionate about ministry. And today we have a specific ministry that we're talking about, and it's one that um, is close to my heart. Not because I'm so involved in it, but I have a lot of people that I love that are involved in it. Um, So I'm attached to it in quite a few different directions. But today, we are talking about hunting and fishing on Hope Talks. Like, how can we get, how's there hope in that, right? But there is, and um, you're going to hear about it today, and I think that you will get um, some encouragement out of this um, broadcast today. I think that you will understand if you live in the valley definitely understand um, what this is about. And so today, I, I want to introduce um, the folks around the table. Uh, today, we have uh, Pastor Jared Link, who is our East Rock Campus pastor. He's at the table. And then Chad and Micah Branson. Um, Chad and Micah uh, love to hunt, and they love to fish, as um, Jared does. Jared's a musky fisherman. My biggest excitement about hunting season is that all the hunters go hunting. (laughs) So the rivers are wide open. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's kind of like when uh, Steve goes hunting. The house is wide open. Different things happen at the house. So we have real parties. But anyway, so um, Chad and Mike are with us. Um, They are very involved in our community um, through their work and through hunting and fishing. And so welcome today. Um, Chad and Micah have... Some things that they're involved in, um, I will uh, let them share about just some of the great things that uh, the Lord has opened uh, doors for them, some great things that they're able to be a part of beyond this valley. But today we're talking about um, specifically in this context of hunting and fishing, we're talking about a banquet. And this banquet, we've had one before here at the church, has been called the Sportsman's Banquet. Um, a lot of people in the valley are aware and have been a part of that, and we have been looking at uh, this event and also looking at what's our church mission and vision. And we believe here that we are transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And so what does that look like to be um, on mission as a church and aware of the demographics of folks that live in our community, folks in our community that maybe need hope in their life? So this is just another way to um, open our doors and invite folks um, in to hear the good news. And I'm going to stop talking and allow you all to say a few things um, as we open this conversation of what we are calling Hunt to Harvest, which will be a banquet that we're having in February, February the 17th to be exact. So now that I have rambled on about all of it, Chad and Micah, um, you all have been around the church for a while. You've been a part of what we've done here in the past and you've gotten really involved in this arena in your life of hunting and fishing but for a little bit let's talk about just your passion and why you believe in this idea of bringing hunters and fishermen together 
for a banquet? I think for me, and to give a little bit of backstory on this, um, I think for me, I've been involved and my faith has been strong. But when you can relate a passion that you love every day and that passion gets tied in with your faith, it just makes you go so much deeper on things. And our passion for the outdoors has always been there and our passion for Jesus and our faith has been there. But when you can tie the two together, it makes it so much stronger. And probably our backstory a little bit more is we've been involved with the church for a good while but we have gotten involved with a group of people. They're called the Woodsmen. It's Pro Staff for Buck Ventures, and it is a bunch of guys and women that are strong in their faith, and they love the Lord. And getting tied into that has made us a lot stronger and a lot deeper, um, and those guys have challenged us. They've helped us. They've helped us in prayer, with walk. It's just been a great experience for us on stuff, and we've been involved with that for two years. So, you know, everything we do in life, there's always things that challenge us, whether it's work, whether it's our faith or whatever, that helps us get deeper involved and help us get more into something. And these guys have done that for me, and I think they've done that for Micah. And that brings us a little bit. uh, This group has helped us so much that we've seen the connection for us between the outdoors and how deeper we can get in our faith. This banquet is a way that we can make others that have strong faith to get deeper, but also touch those because when you can bring the outdoors and that together and someone is so passionate about the outdoors, we can show them the other side and we can bring other people to the Lord. And this is something we're passionate because these are the two things that have brought us so strong in our faith and have helped us that we think this Hunt to Harvest Banquet is a way that we can get involved and we can bring to our community to make other people or help them along the path to be as strong as we are in our faith. How about you, Yeah, the outdoors is a powerful um, vehicle for connecting both people and faith. And we were brought together by the outdoors. As he was speaking, I was thinking, you know, why we're even together is he guided my dad and my brother on an elk hunt in Colorado. Uh, of course, Dad came home and tried to f- force this idea on me, and I was like, no, no thank you. Love to see that. But um, five years later, uh, we meet, and I think Dad was also like, like, you need to meet this guy, but also we may never see you again. And <laughs> we've had a lot of adventures in between. Um, but just those connections are so powerful for us. And what we've gotten into with coupling of faith on top of creation in our relationship, we've learned to share it instead of this is his thing, this is my thing. And, and we enjoy the outdoors very differently. Um, we had different goals. We have different things that we enjoy. Like I, I like Jared love to fish and he's not going to fish unless there's nothing to hunt left. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he'll go hunt a fish. But um, there's just, you know, there's mushroom hunting and Margaret and I have done that together. And there's a season to everything. And so there's seasons for your faith as well. And this has just been the thing that has allowed us to go deep. It has also um, brought Chad into the role of being more of a spiritual leader in our home. And so I'm incredibly grateful for that journey um, and where it's brought us. And my passion for, as you, you asked about the people of this valley and bringing this, this banquet together, is that I see outdoors people as sharing this beautiful bond of we see God working in creation. And we all see it differently. And I just love to hear, you know, when people are still, which you, it kind of requires you to be still and reflective um, and to return to God's words that are written on each one of our hearts. 
And so sharing that has always been very special for us. That's good. How about you, Jared? I think what I what I love in, in just hearing your vision, and we've gotten to talk, we're, we've been working on this for a little bit, is <laughs> just the coming together of Jesus in all of our lives. You know, because I think it's easy to compartmentalize our faith. You know, faith is something I go do on Sunday. And then, well, hunting is something I go do on Friday and Saturday or every other day of the week. You know, or fishing or, or fill that in the blank. But, but really, they're never separate. Because the call of the Christian faith is that our all is placed on the altar before him. And so our awe, whether we're, we're tinkering on cars on the weekend or chasing fish or, or hunting or mushroom hunting, like all of that is always a part of our walk of faith. But I know for me, it's taken a while to pull back and see that bigger perspective of, wow, all of our lives are, are a part of our life in Christ. You know, they are together. And it's just I was a slow learner. I am a slow learner to that. But I'm seeing you guys, too, going, wow, no, no, no. Our, our relationship with Jesus is all encompassing of our lives. And so, Lord, how do I, how do we hunt for you? You know, and, and that's beautiful. And, and as y'all were talking, I was thinking about the message paraphrase, which Margaret, I know you love that, uh, of Romans 12, one, where it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. And man, that's, that's so beautiful and so true. And I think I just, I love to see that happening uh, and I see that happening in your all's lives. And, and that I feel like Hunt to Harvest is a step of that, is a part of that growth. And Because when you're interacting with the outdoors, like I feel like whether you're a person of faith or not, you're so close to the Lord in some of those moments. Because you've, I mean, and I'm not a hunter, so you'll pick this apart very quickly. But if you're, try, if you're after that big buck, you're patterning what they're eating, where they're sleeping, where they're traveling. You are intricately understanding this very complex animal. And then you're positioning yourself with weather and all these things in view. You're so in tune to creation, which is, is of the Lord. And so I think whether you're a person of faith or not, you're encountering God. You're having time to sit there and reflect. And so the hunt to harvest is really just that. Let's unpack who's behind that magnificent animal that you're after. Man, whether it's a fish, like I, the first day of rifle season was so funny. I'm out fishing. I'm on a Shenandoah muskie fishing that day. And I got to hold, I, I was holding a 47-inch muskie that day. And I'm just going, wow, like, this is incredible. You know, I got to do the jet boat ride and the whole thing. It's just, man, Lord, thank you. Um, to pursue that creature, a fish, a deer, or whatever. But to connect and just to be able to say thank you. And I think a mission here is that we're going to help others see that connection of, of that Bridging those two together of faith and, and God as creator. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think when you go deeper with everything, it's not so much about killing that big buck anymore. It's about being God's creation, being there and enjoying the moments. And those moments are what what you understand. And that step of killing that big buck or catching that big fish is great. And I think all those people want that, but it's taking the next step and seeing God's creation and what he's done there. It's just the same way with our faith, taking the next steps and going a little bit deeper. And it's it's so much more than just that one time, that one catch, that one kill that it is. And now when you go so much, when you start going deeper, I mean, we're all going down a path, but when we can accelerate that path for something in our life that triggers us, and that's where we see hunt to harvest for other people is we're hoping we can relate the two together. But making that next step and going deeper in your faith and just sitting back and and cherishing what God has done for us. I want me and Micah and and through this, 
we want to bring other people so that they realize where we're at in life. We want them to get deeper in their faith and, and hunt the harvest is just, yeah, it's, it's fishing or hunting for other people. It's trying to help them in their walk of life. You know, Chad, about, I don't know, it's been maybe a year and a half ago. Um, you and I sat across the table in Micah at lunch and we had a really good conversation and I could see God there. He was moving and he was causing you to be a little unsettled. And you knew that you were hungry for something, right? And you had an idea of what would make it better. And I look back to that day, and I'm just sitting here listening to you all talking, and I'm going, man, God was birthing something in you guys. Like, I've walked with Micah. We've walked a a lot of years together, um, a few mountain trails. um, And that was my first opportunity to really sit down here, Chad's heart. And that was a beautiful day for me. It was a high-water mark moment because I love when people are being transformed and they begin to wrestle with where they're at and I think that's been the beautiful thing and I will not cry but I that is the beautiful thing for me is seeing where faith and what God has placed on our hearts intersect that's powerful because he created you all for such a time as this and he's given you all this beautiful relationship in this community uh, with so many people and um, there was a few shaky moments, but then we realized what God was doing, right? Like God was really drawing you to a different level, you all together. And, um, and just to see that you were discipled here, but you, that discipleship has, it's so much larger than that. Like I hear what this group, a group of people that understand creation and understand hunting and how that comes together discipled you all in a way that you probably would never have been discipled like in a group right here right um but now you are bringing that back and giving that dna to an event that's a part of the church that you belong to and this church will be different uh, because of that and so sometimes we can when we start to have those wonderings of where are we what are we doing here know that god is up to something right um and so you all have been involved uh, with Buck Ventures for how long now? Two years. Two years? Two years. And the other thing, you know, when you become comfortable and you start going deeper and your passion's there, it makes this a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. Like Sunday, get up and talk about Hunt to Harvest and some of the things I would have five years ago, that would have just killed me. And I was a little bit anxious, but I'm trusting in him. He's going to give me the message that I need to get across, and he's going to give me the words on stuff. And Micah knows I'm a control person in a lot of areas, but when you when you let him lead you, it's a whole lot easier in what you're saying and what you're doing. Just sitting here having these conversations for me is something five years ago, that, but I'm letting him steer the ship. Instead of me steering the ship, I'm letting him steer the ship. And so because that's becoming easier for me, Micah's been there a lot longer than I have, now I feel like I'm in a place that I want to get this message across and hunt the harvest is one of those ways that I can use my skill set and what I've done from guiding elk for the last 22 years and hunting and doing that to reach other people. And that's something I can relate with them one thing. So it's, yeah, since we've been involved in Buck Ventures, but involved in everything and the guys that we get to spend time with and do things with is, yeah, there's there's definitely more of a passion, but it's a lot easier letting God steer the ship yeah surrender is a beautiful thing when we can let him have the wheel and 
we know that he's in control, it makes things totally different. So, Engaging with the outdoors has this amazing way of harvesting your heart and putting things in front of you that you would have never seen otherwise. And sometimes you think you're going out to harvest that big fish, and it doesn't happen. And I think some of those lessons and that, that patience and that waiting. I was fishing in Colorado with a friend, and she's this unreal fisherman. Like, she could walk out and, like, you know, catch one in a hole. Nobody else could. And she said, buddy, come down here. I'm gonna, we're going to catch you a huge fish. I left him in there for you. So I go down, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, she's going to hook me right up, you know. And <laughs> I'm casting and casting and never catching this fish. And I'm in the middle of this river, and the water's going around my legs and my waders, and it's just, like, alive around me. And I just look up, and I had a cowboy hat on, so I had to, like, tip it up. And I, my face was completely covered in sunshine. And it was just this warmth um, and this beauty from God. And I started to hear the song, The Blessing, playing. And I'm like, oh, I'm not here to catch fish. <laughs> um, but I did. Um, and it's just beautiful what the provision that God gives you. Um, maybe not what you set out for. And just like that with you casting or whether we're hunting, you sit there and you keep casting. It's the same thing with people and bringing them and helping them with their faith. We're going to keep casting. We're going to keep hunting for that until we find it to help that person. And we might cast 10 times at people because we're trying to catch and it only takes one. And to bring that person to the Lord, I mean, that's what we're after. So we keep casting, we keep hunting, we keep doing that because we are fishermen of men and we're trying to help them because we're realizing what it is to be deeper and to keep going deeper and to do his work for him. You know, in First Corinthians, the Apostle Paul talks about that he planted some seeds and Apollos watered. Like, and it's everybody doing their part. It's everybody um, doing what God's calling them to do. Um, every person having a place in the body of Christ. And it's amazing how, uh, I know the way I came into this church, I had people planting seeds in my life. And uh, one day God brought a scripture to my mind. And in that moment, um, it was on the parable of the sower. In that moment, I knew that I was rocky ground. I was not fertile soil. And I wondered, what will I do? And I remember the church three people from this church were inviting me to be a part of something that was happening uh, back on Roosevelt Street before we built this church. But we're planting seeds, right? Like that's just our desire is to plant seeds and, and let God do the work that he does. Um, just like he's doing work in your life, he's doing work everywhere in everyone's life. We believe in Perenia Grace, don't we, Jared? <laughs> that God is, after he is pursuing each one of us and as believers, our role is to be that aroma of Christ that draws people. Um, and these days, we need the aroma of Christ more than anything in the world um, in such dark times. And so, is there anything that you all would like to share uh, specifically about Hunt the Harvest that maybe the people are listening? They're like, hey, I would love to come to that. What does that look like? Um, how do I do this? Well, we probably need to give them a little bit more. We're talking about Hunt to Harvest, but Hunt to Harvest Banquet is February 17th. We probably need to let everybody know since we're talking so much about it. So February 17th, we're having our Hunt to Harvest Banquet here at Church of the Nazarene. We're going to have about 300 people here. It's going to be a small, intimate group. We're having a meal. Doors open at 530, meals at 6. Um, we're going to have a panel discussion probably about 7 o'clock with... Myself, my wife, Micah, and Michael Kramer, which is one of our Buck Ventures guys um, coming in. He's also Church of the Nazarene pastor. 
and we're going to have an evening of fellowship. And our mission with this Hunt to Harvest Banquet is, as Margaret had touched on, is planting seeds. So we're going to use the outdoors that night to talk to people. And we would, like anybody that wants to come that is more interested in what we're doing or walking a little deeper in their faith, or they want to know a little bit more about the outdoors and everything that we're doing. So it's an opportunity for people to come. So Hunt to Harvest Banquet is February 17th. Tickets go on sale January 8th here at the church. So thought I'd just throw all that out there before um, we got into anything else so everybody knew what we were talking about and what our plans are on things. Jared, do you have anything that you want to share in reference to we've done the Sportsman's Banquet before, and that's been big. I love what Micah said um, when her and Chad were talking about it. Uh, they went going from feeding the 5,000 to an upper room experience. It's not going to be quite as big, and so that's going to make the tickets probably a, a little bit more precious. Um, that they will be. Um, you know, if you were used to the banquet we had before, uh, I think it's going to be comfortably familiar but noticeably different to that experience that we've had. And, man, we've had some awesome times together uh, at that banquet over the last number of years. And I feel like that paved the way in part to this vision that we're, that you guys have brought forth and that we're going to carry forward together uh, of bringing a little bit smaller group together to make it more intimate, Chad, as you said, to, to have conversations and a big goal of this is that relationships we're hoping will continue from this moment. Um, not to give too many spoilers away, but we're going to have a Hunt to Harvest Facebook group uh, so that we can join and, and stay connected throughout the year so that it's not a great night and gone. It's a great night and a starter for relationships, that planting of seeds, that, that they can be watered and those relationships and questions can be nurtured and answered throughout the year. And we might make some adjustments in the future, and that'll be okay. We're trusting the Lord. But we're still going to have some wild game. Uh, you know, that, that'll be in an appetizer-type format there at 530, uh, and the, uh, our meal will be at 6. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great, like I said, it's going to be noticeably different, but familiar and comfortable at the same time for uh, anyone that would be used to maybe the way we well, used to do it. yeah, and I would say that the one thing that will be different is instead of having those long tables where we could bring, like, you know, 20 of our friends, we're going to be sitting around round tables where there's like eight people to a table. So we really want people to know the people that they bring and sit with them. And so that's going to make a little difference, maybe on how many people that we could actually buy tickets for. So uh, that will be a difference. Um, I know it's probably one of the bigger differences um, up front. So um, have grace with us, and we'll, we'll work through that piece. We want who's supposed to be in the room to be in the room. Uh, but it will be a little different with round tables instead of the long tables where we could sit with quite a few people. That would just be one thing that comes to my mind that might be quite different. You know, I think about, um, like you said, we walked together for a while, and we have walked trails together. Sometimes we walk trails that weren't there and just bushwhacked. Uh, I think you do that, that in your I think you do that in your faith, too. But we looked at each other and said, I'm so glad it's you I'm walking with because somebody else would be afraid of snakes right now, even though I was. But um, it reminds me of, you know, just anybody walking in their faith and so grateful for the people that would do those crazy things with them, right? And I think having that smaller, more intimate um, setting is what we're hoping is to foster those deep relationships that continue to walk together and to grow and be real purposeful in where that walk goes and that it continues. And it's more of a, if you think about harvest, the Lord's harvest and the valley's harvest will be all over our tables that night. Um, But the harvest of hearts is on each and every one of our minds as we were sent here to 
make disciples. And God disciples us for that purpose, for our good and His glory. So I think that's one of the main differences that you'll see is it's more focused on the individual. And Jesus walked with people one person at a time. And I'm so glad that there were many, many people who took the time to walk with me. Yeah, making Christ-like disciples is the call of the believer. And it's um, it's really beautiful to see you all take that serious. And uh, maybe just as we are wrapping up, is there a, anything that you all would like to share, a story of like how God's brought you all closer together? And it may be, it just may be that it felt like it was something that was taking you apart. Um <laughs> I'm really putting you all on the, on the, <laughs> on spot. the spot. Actually, I, I almost I almost went there earlier because Jared's story with the big fish kind of put me there. Um, the lessons that we learned, I was sitting in Illinois, and my what? husband had two deer that were off, off limits, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I learned. <laughs> two deer that were off limits, I knew better than to go and sit over the food because that's where they would be. And so I go and see the biggest deer of my entire life for 30 minutes in front of me. <laughs> And when I put my binoculars up, I realized that he is the one I cannot shoot. And I had to come under my husband's authority. And there was the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other. <laughs> and I can tell you it was real and it was a battle. Because um, I was freezing to death, too. That was the coldest day we were there. I was wearing, like, that bomber hat. It's mm-hmm. right after I texted you that picture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I sat there and watched the biggest deer I've ever seen. And the angel won out, and out of respect for my husband, I did not shoot him. Why was it off limits? <laughs> That's a good question, right? <laughs> you know, so as, the devil as, kept asking me why. As, as we as we walk through as we walk through life, we're all at different points in our life in hunting. We're all at different points in our life with our walk in faith, and I guess we're both at different walks in our path and everything with hunting. We're at different places in hunting, okay, and what we're trying to do. Just like we're all different places with our walk with our faith. And I'm trying to grow big bucks. Mike is trying to kill bucks. (laughs) So I am my grandfather. uh, It probably wouldn't have been as bad, but, you know, there's 10 other bucks that she can kill. But it had to be. There's two bucks that are young that have great genetics, more so than anything we have on the farm. And there's 10, 12 other bucks there that she can kill. But, of course... Just like what happens in life, we get tempted in different ways with that one thing that is mm-hmm. on a pedestal. And, you know, that buck is the biggest one of her life, and it was put out there. Me, I'm in a different <laughs> I place. I wanted, I'm wanted. i trying to raise big bucks. But it is a good analogy to life. <laughs> well, it wasn't. And, and, honestly, I, and I know I'm diverting off why, but uh, yeah. it is a good analogy is those things a lot of times what the one thing that is forbidden out there is always what's put in front of us on things. And it is what tries to draw us the devil, as she talks about on her other shoulder, those things are put out there and pulling us away from our walk. But I'll tell you, the devil said you could ask for forgiveness. (laughs) (laughs) And the angel said, clearly I heard if you can't come under your husband's authority with this one thing that he asked for you, can you really come under God's authority? Be, it'll all be it'll all be okay next year <laughs> when she you know, goes out there and too. kills that buck, <laughs> and he's way bigger. Well, you know, did you know that he made it through the season? Yes, he did. okay, he um, did. He yes. made it through. There you go. 
It's always <laughs> next year. He's still on camera. <laughs> and he's beautiful. <laughs> That's the other thing the angel was saying. Him? <laughs> Look, I need to start having <laughs> The devil's like, why can't you shoot him? And the angel's like, wow, I'm in all of God's creation. He's beautiful. <laughs> he's the most beautiful thing I've seen out here. <laughs> you know what? It's beautiful. Is, it is not a sin to be tempted. Hmm. Even Jesus was tempted, right? He understands. Anyway, um, glad you made <laughs> but, that through. Glad you made it through that. We have those moments all the time hunting, which makes it entertaining for us because we both have different things and different thoughts about what the outdoors brings to us and what hunting brings to us. But we, yeah, we're never on the same page and it always makes for interesting times. And that's one of the reasons, too, we try to hunt together at least once a year. We don't always get to hunt together because of kids. So one of us is hunting and the other one's home and back and forth. But it brings us together and we get closer and draw closer to the same page because we're on different pages with hunting and different pages with stuff. And it gives us time to reflect in God's creation to draw us closer, just like we're drawing closer to him. It gives us time to draw closer to each other. And, you know, we're stronger together than we are apart and we both have different agendas and different ideas and different thinking but you put the two together and it's a whole lot better than individually yeah and you know it would be pretty boring if couples just thought the same so um, i'm grateful that you all can take what's happening see the lord working in it and be able to share that it helps other people to work beyond that little bit of conflict like this is what the lord's using this to grow you all and he'll use this to help you all grow others people in their relationships with the Lord and um, with each other. And so thank you all so much for being here today. It's been such a pleasure just to sit around the table and talk about this. And uh, we're looking forward to our first event with Hunt the Harvest Banquet. And um, we know that God's going to be in the details of all of it. Like Jared said, you know, we might have to figure out how to do some things different next year, but we're at a starting point uh, for this. And so um, thank you for being willing to take leadership of that and uh, be here today. It's been a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you for joining uh, Hope Talks. We hope that this half hour has been truly a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Hope Talks. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe for all the updates and latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg or Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.